Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil alemin. Vessalatu vesselamu ala seyyidil mursalin ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ve baraka ve selleme tesliman kathiran ila yevmiddin amma ba'd. Kala Allahu tebaraka ve teala fil Kur'anil mecidi vel furkanil hamid. Hunne libasun lakum ve entum libasun lahun. Sadakallahul azim. So today since uh, we have a program specially for women, uh, it'd probably be most appropriate, uh, and I've been obviously requested to speak about uh, living with the spouse. Uh, I've got a book coming out, which Alhamdulillah finally has gone to press. It's called a Handbook of a Healthy Muslim Marriage, which pretty much discusses everything from the importance of marriage to how to find a, a partner, how to find the spouse in the best possible way, to dealing with in-laws uh, when children come in <clears throat> and then uh, obviously the husband-wife relationship itself and then it goes all the way to discussions on intimacy discussions and then even a chapter on divorce because I think that's very important and then it has a very special chapter at the end uh, because husband and husbands and wives are going to be the couple who will be in paradise together a person will obviously be able to meet their parents or children, but the two that will actually stay together will be husband and wife. So this is a very, very special relationship. Since I'm speaking to women today only, and there's, no, there's hardly any men here, I think it's probably best that I speak, about, uh, speak directly to the women about maybe what husbands need to improve the relationship. Now, some of these things we work out for ourselves. In each one of our marriages, if we're married, there are certain things that you discover just through experience. Some things you may have discovered just through observing other married couples like our own parents or maybe our older brothers or sisters or others who have been married before us or friends who's, you know, we had some information about. And then of course, when you have your own relationship, there are certain things you work out about your husband uh, and husbands will work about about their wife that she likes this, she doesn't like this, this really, really upsets her and this doesn't. I know that, I mean, you will even learn things about ourselves, or we should, because if we're going to completely ignore ourselves and we're just talking about the other person, that's going to be very complicated. So it's actually best that we learn about ourselves as well as what is it that I do that makes him very happy? And what is it that I do that makes him very, very angry? And so we can adjust our behavior, because to be honest, the best marriage is the one that's based on the best character. And that's what the Prophet ﷺ said. Uh, he says that I am uh, the best to my wives. I am the, he says, the best of you to your wives is the one with the best character. And I'm the one who is best to my wives. And he had more than wife, one, one wife at one time. So for him to have juggled all of that and still to have maintained good character shows that the actual basis of this is the good character, which the Prophet was on the highest sublime level of character. So today what I've got is I've got about seven points that I've, that, that's actually in the book as well. Uh, which uh, we've isolated, which we've compiled together based on obviously personal experience and re uh, discussions with others and just experience over the years in counseling couples. Uh, they say that one of the first uh, and most important, and th this will be, I'm, I'm going to mention five, six or seven of these quickly. The first and probably most important thing that a husband wants from his wife is probably respect. Now, don't have any knee-jerk reactions to this because sometimes what happens is that, oh, but then uh, I need respect from him, right? We're not talking to him right now. He's not listening. 
this is a topic just for the women today. And that's why whenever I speak directly to men, I will tell them to make 70% of the sacrifice. When I talk directly to women, then I tell them to make 70% of the sacrifice so that basically the two can come together. Now, if I, if I, tell, if I tell each couple just to make a bit of sacrifice, then people end up not making much sacrifice. When you tell them to do most of the sacrifice, then even if they do half of that, they've gone really far. So that's why don't see this as biased because if I was speaking to the husband, I'd speak totally in a different way. But anyway, respect is probably one of the first and most important uh, characteristics, important behavioral points, important attitudes that one needs. So according to some, it probably is the most important. So for a marriage to function, he probably needs this more than even love. Respect probably even more, but obviously love and respect generally come together. One of the reasons for this is that generally for a husband to take on the financial burden of the family and to basically also be responsible to, for its spiritual and worldly success because a husband is responsible in Islam. We're talking from the Islamic paradi par paradigm of uh, the husband being the head of the household in that sense, which doesn't necessarily make him a dictator. It just means that he has to just coordinate things. So in terms of that, uh, he has to be successful in that. And if you're not if, you're not, if you don't have respect for the one who's supposed to be steering the ship and guiding the, the ship, then that just leads to a disaster at sea. So he needs a wife basically who's going to be very supportive, who respects his role as the so-called you know, head of the family. Not somebody who, he doesn't want somebody who's going to constantly undermine him or doubt his capabilities. Now yes, you may have husbands who don't have too much capability. Right? Those are special circumstances that where we need to try to correct that. But in general, by showing, this, by showing this kind of respect, you're only going to increase the love, inshallah. Love has to be earned. It's not something you gain over, you know, overnight. It has to be something that's earned. And by giving respect, inshallah, that will be massive. Basically, if you treat him like a king, he's going to treat you like a queen. That sounds a bit cheesy, but maybe that, that there's some sense in that. And maybe that's why the Prophet ﷺ said, based on this hierarchy, he said in a hadith of Abu Dawud Tirmidhi, uh, if I were to command anybody to prostrate for anyone, I would have commanded women to prostrate before their husbands because of the right Allah has granted husbands over their wives. But, but he has not commanded that, so you do not do that. But he just said that hypothetically, that if that was the case, then that's what I would have done. So respect is extremely important. Right, number two is a very simple idea is be a woman that's the second advice be a woman basically a wife should be feminine that's what should create the attraction because the whole idea of a man and woman coming together how allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed that together is that a man feels attracted to the woman a woman feels attracted to the man the man must act masculine and that's what i would say to men and but the women must act feminine <coughs> that's your role if you want your husband to be chivalrous, right? If you want your husband to be chivalrous, masculine, then you need to provide the feminine compliment in a manner, right? A successful marriage generally comes about when spouses appreciate their differences between them like that. And they, they fulfill their respective roles. So if the man is acting in an effeminate way and a woman is trying to act more in the manly way, <clears throat> then that's going to be complicated. Now, it's obviously true that opposites attract and the husband should generally be attracted uh, and drawn to femininity. 
right? So what does it mean then to act feminine? So in that sense, there's a number of things. This includes you making an effort to maintain a healthy body, right? Which he should do as well. And your physical attractiveness, because that's a massive thing for, uh, for men. It's a massive idea. Physical attractiveness. Because you have to remember that your husband is going to face huge amount of temptations outside the house on a daily basis. Maybe at work, maybe when traveling and commuting to work and in other places, even just going to the masjid on, on the way, there's a huge amount of temptation. And basically he's going to really appreciate it if you keep up your appearance, whether that be uh, by maintaining your personal hygiene, uh, exercising, dressing well for him, basically wearing makeup or perfume, uh, doing up your hair. And of course, if he likes the kind of perfume, or if he likes you to make up in that certain way, right? Not just for others. You don't do this for others. You don't do this when you go out. You do this for him. I mean, primarily for him. So it's actually sometimes the act of making the effort that counts when, they, when somebody can see that. Not that you try to make yourself more beautiful than anybody else. It's not a competition. You can't compete with everybody out there. But because your husband has invested in you, you are his. You have a lot going for you as long as you do your part to the best of your ability. Right? Many women describe this phenomenon of, especially those who cover, hijabi neglect as such. Where sister, uh, such sisters may make less effort on their physical appearance when they start wearing hijab uh, as because they don't so-called show off in public, uh, public as such. Now in that sense, just because you're hijabi niqabi doesn't mean that you don't make an effort for him. Your husband is probably going to feel very deflated if he comes home to see you in a sleeping gown or uh, pajamas right at the end of the day, day after day, right? where when you go for a wedding or some other function, then you all dress up for him. You dress up for them. So take care of yourself and basically first take care of yourself for yourself. Not necessarily for him. Because to maintain your own self-confidence is a massive issue because that will just make you way more confident and all-rounded for everybody else. Um, then make the primary person you make an effort for, for your husband. But obviously in this you have to be conscious of your husband's preferences. Just because another type of makeup is trending at that time. Right? Or your friend likes something, or you like something on somebody else, doesn't mean he's going to like it. Because obviously if you're doing it for him, then do it so that it's appropriate for him. So, you know, because you may spend a huge amount of time doing all of these eyes and all the rest of it, and then he comes home and he doesn't like it, doesn't show any appreciation for it. Right, that was number two. Uh, number three is, uh, so n n number one was respect, number two was uh, be a woman. And uh, number three is express your feelings and need very clearly and effectively. A lot of the time, women think that the husband should just understand. And this happens with other people as well. Sometimes, you know, just generally speaking, men can be very simple in the way they think about certain things in a very black and white, very without nuance sometimes, right? While you may think that something is very obvious, your husband may have no idea what you're thinking, right? It, just, it can happen between anybody. It can happen between you and your mother, you and your father. It can happen between anybody. And this is not necessarily because he's inconsiderate, but maybe you're just thinking on totally different wavelengths. It may take time for you both to come on the same wavelength, but you both have to try. Hopefully, the longer you live with him, the more you will both learn about the way both of you think, right? But... Learning always, always takes time, right? 
So until the day comes when you can actually read each other's minds, you should be very clear in expressing to your spouse your perspective without making any assumptions that, oh, he's already, he should know this or he should know that. Just be clear about it. It's better to avoid a problem by thinking he should know than to actually just clearly explain it. Because sometimes wives can expect, expect to uh, expect things without communicating them. So best to avoid the misunderstanding. Just be clear. Be direct. Don't just drop hints. And then get angry if your husband just doesn't get it. Like he doesn't get it. Never gets it. Hints are not a good idea. So if he's not getting the hint, then give him the benefit of the doubt. So that was be effective and be open about your feelings uh, and clear in your articulation. Number three, uh, sorry, number four now is give him his space. Everybody needs space. One of the major complaints uh, of for many women is that when a husband comes home from work, he doesn't want to speak. He just comes, plops himself down, either on the bed, on the sofa, couch, whatever, and he watches TV, watches a football game, he's on his phone, or doing something, just going through some YouTube videos or WhatsApp chats, seems mundane. And it may be mundane, to be honest. But what you have to understand is that a lot of men are just like that. When they've had a lot of activity outside, like working, right, which is, they've just, they've, 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 it was an amusement, they, they went working, they came back, they just want to relax, just kind of just relax and just acclimate first. So this is apparently just men, right? And sometimes your husband will need that silence, especially after a long day of work. So just let him have time to himself, collect his thoughts and relax alone. And uh, in many relationship advice books, actually, I think they call that the cave, right? That he's gone into his cave. And this isn't necessarily because he doesn't like spending time. I mean, some husbands are like that. They're just totally bored and they don't like. But I'm talking about, inshallah, the majority. So unless there's bigger issues, right? Unless there's bigger issues he's dealing with or a problem in a relationship, he should eventually emerge from his cave anyway, inshallah. In that time... Just try to occupy yourself with something else. Don't feel bad. Just give him some time. Go and make a phone call to your mother. Go and you know do something else that you you, you can you know that you you can do, and that that will inshallah uh, give him some time, and then hopefully that you can speak. I know with all of these there are exceptional circumstances. I know some of you are thinking, but he doesn't even speak after an hour. He just stays all night. Uh, uh, I go to bed and he's still talking about other stuff and so on and so forth. Right? Those are exceptional cases. Number five then is speak to him about his problems. When, you got, when he's got problems and you want to communicate, speak to him about the problems, not to others. That's number five, golden rule. Don't speak to others first. Speak to him. Right? This is a, causes a massive failing in relationships where a wife just basically starts giving a running commentary to her friends, her mother, her sisters, or even a, like a family group or something. Right? And, or even to their children, which is probably the worst thing. What you have to understand is that if you can't deal with the issue, how do you expect somebody else to deal with the issue who doesn't even have that relationship with them? Everybody's got a unique relation. Yes, there are some commonalities. Some people can advise you in general. But really, it's best that you try to deal with it and put your mind to it rather than outsourcing that information right from the beginning. Of course, you can ask for sincere advice from people uh, to, to if, you're, if it's something that you're completely unable to resolve, you've tried everything, you've uh, made dua, etc. 
And if, especially if it's abusive relationships, then you probably want to get somebody else involved because that, those are very difficult to deal with yourself, by yourself. But the habits of some wives when they just go on complaining, right, about their husbands is pretty much nothing but backbiting because they don't get anything out of it. And other people are just getting a good saga, another, another soap opera basically sometimes, right? They have enough out there. You don't need to give them another one. Number six is... I mean, we can discuss all of these in more depth, but I'm just quickly giving a few points. Number six is, moving on to another point, is be considerate and moderate in your expect expectations. Maybe you've just got a massive expectation. Maybe your father was so much better, right? Maybe your brother is such a better person. Maybe your sister's husband does this and does that. So expectations. You have to remember that your husband is supposed to bear a big burden for the family and steer the course of the family and fulfill the obligations. He is the one who's responsible for the daily bread, putting food on the table and secure the finances for the future as well and the general tarbiyah. And that is sometimes more than enough to keep any man awake at night if, it's, if his situation, financial situation is not going well. Right? Sometimes, to be honest, you may be dealing with a very particular situation where it's a very difficult situation. Something's just not going right at your job or at the husband's job or something. That's just going to turn the whole mood off. Now, you can't react in that time to also make it worse. And you need to try to at least uplift in that sense so that at least there's some sanity left. So don't add to that burden as far as possible. Uh, what you have to remember sometimes is that wives loves, get, love gifts, but gifts should not be an expectation. They should be a surprise, right? It's nicer when you get a gift as a surprise than an expectation. You say, oh, I know he's going to buy me something every week. He brings me flowers every day or every week on every Fridays I've got flowers. Sometimes that gets boring because the element of surprise is not there, right? Especially when you know what he's going to buy you anyway as a matter of ritual. A wife should spend sensibly, then there's the issue of spending the husband's money sensibly. I know a lot of women have their own money these days, so that's a bit of a different equation. But uh, the idea here is that a wife should spend sensibly the money husband provides her for running the house. Right? Don't expect your husband to be like a superhero, like somebody else's husband, as I mentioned earlier. Um, when you look at other people with a better standard of living, a bigger house, nicer furniture, and feel it bad that your husband does not earn as much as such and such a person, then this could be actually the sign of discontent with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? You got your situation, and un unless of course your husband's totally lazy, right? Really everybody would say that, not just you saying that, uh, then, then otherwise be content with what you have and Allah will give you satisfaction. And at the end of the day, it really depends on who you sit with. Recently my phone had a problem. And it was going to get fixed. It was going to take some time though. So I sat with one group of people, very knowledgeable people as well. And they were like laughing at me, like, just get a new phone. You've got a, uh, like an old phone that's four years old. Just get a new phone. And I'm saying this is a perfectly decent phone, still working. It just needs a replacement of the screen. That's it, right? And I can buy a new phone. But the thing is that I just don't see why we need to add to the land waste and do that kind of stuff. So they were like, no, no, just get a new phone. Don't, why are you doing this? Why are you doing it? It'll be faster, etc., etc. So that made me actually half change my mind. Then I went and sat with another group of people, again another group of learned people, right? My students. And they were like, why do you want to... And I told them I was thinking of buying the new phone. 
And they're like, why would you want to buy a new phone when this is going to get fixed anyway? And you've got another one to, uh, to use in the, in the meantime. Like, why are you wasting your money for? So I've got two different perspectives, right? Both influence me in different ways. We get influenced by what people say. First group is telling me, no, you should buy a new one. So I was like, okay, maybe I should buy a new one. And then the second group is telling me, no, you shouldn't buy a new one. This one, it works. So can you see you've got two different ideas? So uh, at the end of the day, I let my wife make the decision. So Alhamdulillah, uh, I, I let my wife make the decision for me. And uh, inshallah, it's turned out to be the best anyway. So if you're going to make comparisons to other people's husbands or other standards of living, that's going to be a massive blow to his self-confidence and your satisfaction. So what's the point? Show your husband that you appreciate his efforts and avoid creating further problems by being too demanding, if that's what your problem is. We're not saying that every woman has these problems. This is just a variety of ideas that generally cause problems. Okay, number seven is then uh, the advice of roll with the changes. Be flexible, right? A woman's life involves many significant changes anyway to start. She probably makes more changes than the husband does, right? She's got a lot more sacrifice to make. To be honest, coming from during her family, having to live within the husband's family, they become sometimes the primary family, sometimes, especially if you're going to another town. Typically, she's going to move house, right? From where she used to live, where all her friends are, where everything familiar to her is found and she moves somewhere else different part of the country, maybe a different, uh, maybe even abroad, different country. So she's dealing with a new setup, new life, new family members. She has to get to know them. She has to understand them. She has to get along with them. And that's sometimes disaster, something very difficult. So she's going to have to be prepared. She, it's good to know that that's the case. Like really in these words, it's good to know that. A, a lot of women know they might, they're going to have to go to a new situation. But then to understand that it's a, numerous things are involved in that process then they can be more mentally uh, inshallah flexible in that sense so she should understand that where she goes it's not going to be similar to the way she was brought up right food is going to be different procedures are going to be different behaviors expectations and so on and so forth some things will be better but other things may be worse in your comparison in fact she may then have to continue moving if the husband has such work that requires him to move to different places with his work, for example, right? Unless you've made an agreement, I'm never going to move, you know, that's a whole separate issue. Then you find somebody like that, but sometimes you just have to move. Then after that, you're going to become a mother, inshallah. That's going to create a big difference in your life. You're going to have to be flexible. Now, if you know yourself to be inflexible, then you've got a, a quite a, a bit of difficulty ahead unless you change that perspective. So the other thing in general is that human beings change over time. Right, so both spouses, you and your husband, they're going to be changing over time in age, obviously, in strength, in temperament, in weight, and of course, youth. They say that people undergo massive changes every 10 years. So from one, you know, from 20 to 30, you would have changed massively. From 30 to 40, you would have changed massively. Like I, I know this from myself as well, but this is what the, the studies on the brain show anyway. Right? The way the brain is configured totally changes in 10 years because we do so many different things. Some couples, uh, um, so basically couples should 
uh, embrace these changes, deal with these changes with utmost love and mercy, knowing that, you know, when there's going to be change, then you need to have more compassion, tolerance, mercy, just in general, be kind about it and understanding of one another. A, a woman in particular should appreciate that her life is obviously going to be bound to be constantly full of change. And she should embrace this, embrace this because at the end of the day, when it will be in paradise, when life will not change and it will be perpetual bliss forever. Right. But this life is temporary. The perfect life is going to be in paradise. So we have to work with the changes. So that's basically rolling with the changes. And those were the seven uh, advices that I'd like to mention uh, at this point. So again, just to clarify, just to quickly mention them. Uh, going backwards, roll with the changes, be flexible basically. Uh, number six was be considerate and moderate in your expectations. Uh, number five was speak to him about the problems, not to everybody else. Um, and number, f uh, number four was give him his space sometimes, right? Uh, and number three, express your feelings and needs clearly. And don't just expect him that he better know, he should know, he should understand. Just can communicate it. And uh, even if you told him 10 times, right? Uh, number, number two, be a woman. So uh, I've explained what that entailed. And number one was respect. So hopefully that's useful. Again, some of these are obviously more important than others. Some of these will be a challenge for you. Other things, mashallah, you'll be scoring top marks on them. We pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah facilitate this for us. Allah make this uh, beneficial blessing uh, for us in this relationship because this is probably the most important relationship that you will have because there's so much that is dependent on it and you need to make it work because it means it's going to affect the next generation of children your children and it affects the community as a whole a man who's happy at home generally speaking <clears throat> can deal with a lot of the difficulties outside because that's the way humans have been made by Allah that's why the Prophet ﷺ had these amazing wives that would give him that kind of solace and peace starting with Khadija at the most important times managed to just make him reassure him give him confidence give him a lot of uh, a lot of encouragement basically and that helps hugely because of the relationship a very special relationship that humans have with, uh, with, with their husbands and wives. So we ask Allah to really make it a blessed one for us. That's why all the du'as related to marriage is about Barakallahu, Baraka Alik wa Jama'a Baynakuma Fi Khair. But anyway, Jazakallahu Khair, uh, Barakallahu Fiq, and I'll take some questions now, inshaAllah. Mm.